welcome you sexy goddess to the sweetest little life. I am your host, Courtney Hansen. I'm an author, yogi, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist specializing in trauma. My passion is to bring you wisdom each week with amazing guests to spark integration of all parts of yourself, to nurture your spirit, stimulate the mind, and love your body just a little bit more with each episode that drops. If you love this podcast and want more amazing resources for spiritual growth and holistic healing, make sure to download our app, The Sweetest Little Life, or head to the website, thesweetestlittlelife.com. Grab your favorite cup of tea or throw on your yoga pants and head for a walk while we hang out for the next 30 minutes of Soul to Soul Connection. Hello and welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I cannot tell you how excited I have been for today's conversation and it had to get postponed and I have just been over the moon excited to talk to you. So I hate doing introductions because I always slaughter them and somehow mess up someone's <laughs> name or their story. So I have realized my faults here that I need to let you tell your story and introduce who you are, what you're doing for the collective and how you got doing this work. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm Madeline Popelka. I'm a writer, a trauma survivor, a mental health advocate, and the creator of Healing from PTSD on Instagram, which is where I share about my experiences of healing from trauma. And I'm also the author of You're Going to Be Okay, 16 Lessons on Healing After Trauma, which will be released on September 6th. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and yeah, so this work is very personal to me. I went through several traumatic experiences throughout my life, starting with childhood. But because what I went through wasn't quote unquote that bad and it could have been worse, I buried my pain and just tried to move on. And then about five years ago, it all caught up to me and I started to suffer from severe trauma symptoms that completely disrupted my life and made it impossible to work or sleep or really do anything other than cry. And I was ultimately diagnosed with PTSD. And um, when I received that diagnosis, I was deeply ashamed and I kept it a secret and I suffered in isolation. Mm -hmm. And, um, and once I got to a certain point in my healing journey, when I actually started to feel better, I felt a strong urge to start sharing my story and to start sharing the lessons I learned along my healing journey and my insights to help other trauma survivors like me feel less alone in their struggles. So that is why I am here today. <laughs> uh, and I can totally relate that a lot of people feel that trauma there is it's a big word right and so mm -hmm. we think that that is associated with something like you see a bombing or someone gets hit by a car and that's not what it is at all and we all silently struggle comparing trauma which is so detrimental and just slowly die right. inside like you were saying I just relate so deeply to your story because it's very similar would you mind sharing a little bit about your childhood and what that looked like for you yeah, no problem. I discuss it more in more detail in the book. Like my story 
is like kind of complicated because it's, I mean, all of our stories are complicated, <laughs> but, yeah. but so, so to, for a very brief overview, um, I, I, in my childhood, um, I, so I'm the daughter of a refugee from Vietnam who had a very traumatic past. So, um, and in Vietnam, corporal punishment was the norm. Um, and my mom knew that, you know, physical forms of discipline wasn't acceptable in America. Um, so she wouldn't hit me physically, but she would threaten to beat me and would chase me around the house um, and essentially just scare the shit out of me. Um, and that's why I kept on, that's why, you know, I dismissed it and buried it because I was like, you know, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't physical. Um, and then, so that started my childhood. And then there are various, various experiences throughout my life. Like I was sexually assaulted in college, but again, it wasn't quote unquote that bad, um, because I wasn't raped. And then in my late twenties, I was chased as I was on my way to the farmer's market one morning in San Francisco where I ran for my life and I thought I was going to get attacked. And then after that, um, I was there when a friend was drugged and sexually assaulted um, by a man that I knew. So all those experiences mm -hmm. compounded and, you know, and again, because after each one, I was like, you know, it's not that bad. And then the situation that happened to my friend, I was like, it happened to her, not me. Um, so I kept on dismissing everything that I went through and just tried to forget about it and move on. And um, that strategy did not end up working out for me in the long run. It, ain't, it all came back to me through you know, a series of panic attacks and all these other trauma symptoms that made it so hard to, to live with day to day. Yeah. When you had your first panic attack, what was that experience like for you? Cause I know personally, I felt like I was having a stroke. Oh my gosh. I was <laughs> like, what is happening to me? And, you know, thinking it like, I, in the moment, I was like, oh my God, I'm losing my mind. I'm actually yeah. crazy. What is happening to me? And it's like, I like, I was like, I can't breathe. Um, and I was feeling, I was like, and it took place after I had a horrible night of sleep. And I like went to a Pilates class to like, you know, try to recalibrate. And then right after the class, as I was walking back to my car, I got triggered by footsteps, which reminded me of the chase. I mean, now I know this in retrospect, but at the time I was just like, this came out of nowhere, you know? And mm. yeah, it's like, I just remember, like, I felt like I, I was like, am I dying? Or like, <laughs> am I just going crazy? It was like having a panic attack for the first time is like, it's, it's really terrifying. scary. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. for sure. And I think it's talked about, I mean, between TikTok and social media, like people talk about anxiety and panic attacks all the time. But like when you're in the midst of it, oh my God, like it is the right. worst thing in the entire world. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes, absolutely. 
So I love to give the audience really tools for their tool belts. And I know you have, mm-hmm. it's 16, 16 rules, right? 16 modalities. 16 lessons. Yes. 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 What would be your top three that you think for someone who is really at a point of realizing, hey, I, I may have a level of trauma and really starting to explore what self-healing looks like? For sure. So I would say number one is to acknowledge your pain a lot of us my like this this is what happened to me like we dismiss or minimize what we go through because we don't think it's that bad and because we know that people have been through worse so Mm. we keep on minimizing the pain so I think number one is to be actually honest with yourself about how your experiences impacted you and if they did, it doesn't mean you're weak or damaged or less than. It just means that you're human and had this reaction to to a terrifying experience. So I would say number one is to really, really just be honest with yourself um, about how your experiences impacted you. Number two, I would say be intentional with your healing because I think so many of us you know there's the saying that time heals all wounds and with deep psychological wounds that certainly isn't the case like my childhood trauma still affects me you know 20 plus years later um and those wounds don't heal on their own so we need to be intentional with our healing and I mean each and every one of us like our healing journeys are going to be different because we're different people and we've been through unique experiences so we just need to be intentional with how we spend our time um and really put an effort into healing because our wounds aren't magically going to disappear on their own. Um, so, and I mean, figuring out what, what's going to help you heal is, um, I mean, that's, it, it, it can change, you know, from month to month or even week to week, year to year, certainly. Um, so figuring out what helps you heal is an ongoing practice. And for me, it's been learning to continuously evolve what I do for my healing um, through these different phases. And then the third thing I would say is to show yourself c- compassion throughout all of it. Like going through trauma is devastating and it's so hard to live with. And then healing from it while trying to stay on top of like the all the other things going on in your life can feel impossible at times. Mm. So um, I hope people can just be gentle with themselves. Um, try not to be judgmental, saying things like, oh, like, I shouldn't feel this way. Or why am why is this still bothering me after all these years? Like, you know, with trauma, it makes sense if it's if it's still impacting you all these years. So um, I hope that no matter where people are on their healing journeys, they can just show themselves compassion throughout it all. I love that you talk about week to week and year to year on how things change, because it's so interesting yes. how when we embark on our healing journey in general, it was so a perfect example. The other night I was like, you know, I never watch TV anymore just because I seriously have no time to. 
And so then the night I was like intentional, right? I just got out of surgery. I'm like, I'm in a Netflix binge. And so and I haven't done this in years. And so I turned on a show I used to love, tried to pick up kind of where I left off. And it was Queen of the South, okay? And I couldn't, I had nightmares all night long. I couldn't watch oh. it. I could, and I used to love this show, like, like religiously yeah. watch it. And I was like, I'm just gonna start it over. My brain has literally rewired itself to a level that, like, I cannot have that data input of that kind of content in my brain anymore because it affects me on such a deep, deep level. And like, same with scary movies. Like, I used to love scary movies, cannot watch them anymore at all. And it's so interesting to see over the years how our brains literally change, right? We can completely rewire the hardware that we are gifted. And it's really such a cool thing. I love neuroscience and I love learning more and more about how, you know, we, we really are just magical walking beings of being able to completely restructure from where we are in the trauma that all these situations and things and data input that we are creating seem normal right like it's like we're meeting it vibrationally yeah yeah thank you for sharing that it's so it is so interesting (laughs) how you know and I think it's it's just you know as humans we continuously evolve like whether trauma is involved or not but especially if trauma is involved um you know that's it's it's just that's the only thing that's constant is the change and the evolution within ourselves Mm, yeah absolutely so when you are working you you actually work one-on-one with people yes I don't you don't okay so when you were writing this book what was your main inspiration for really putting it out into the collective yeah so when I was when I started to heal from my trauma, I desperately searched for myself in the books that already existed. And a lot of the books out there that are written by psychologists and psychiatrists, they have a lot of like good scientific sort of clinical information in those books, but they can be super triggering to read. Mm -hmm. And I struggled to find, and they also are like a lot of the examples that they provide in there are about war veterans, because that's what most of the PTSD research, like that's who they've done a lot of PTSD research with. Um, And so it's like, I didn't feel seen in those books and I didn't feel like they were hopeful um, just to put it in that way like no I totally am catching what you're throwing I relate yeah I'm like you can say it filter free here yeah it was kind of like you'd read them or I read them and I was like okay so they're just telling me what's wrong with me essentially like this is what's going on in your symptoms and you know this is what's wrong with you and I'm just like okay I I want something that's more hopeful that's more approachable, that isn't going to trigger trauma survivors. Like, I honestly felt like a lot of the trauma books out there weren't there, weren't put out there for trauma survivors. It was like to educate people more on PTSD and trauma. And that is, you know, that is absolutely great. But I felt like there needed to be something more approachable, more uplifting, more hopeful, um, like a book that is telling people 
you know, what you went through was absolutely devastating. You are not alone in this and we'll get through this together. So that's why I wrote, you're going to be okay. I love that. And it, you know, it's, it's interesting to hear you say that. Cause when I felt the same way, when I first got on my journey, I was like, I, I was searching, you know, when I first found out that I had trauma one, I was like, I, I, I don't have trauma. And then when I started researching actually what trauma was, I was like, Ooh, I've got a lot of layers of trauma yes. over my entire life. And so researching and finding all these things, it's funny because I, that's the exact same reason I wrote with within, because I was like, there is nothing out there that tells me how to do this. Like, and right. I, tra- traditional therapy did not work for me. I didn't want to sit and talk mm. about my re- feelings and relive it over and over again. So trauma therapy was a completely different ballgame because you moved fast and you got through the mud and you literally pulled everything out of the unconscious and subconscious mind to move forward and be free. And there was someone on the podcast, oh gosh, like two months ago, and she was a survivor of the Boston Marathon bombing. And yeah, crazy. And so she was diagnosed with PTSD and she was saying the exact same thing that as a woman diagnosed with PTSD, there is very, very little resources for anything that is woman based because everything is on veterans and male focused. Yeah, no, absolutely. And even when I first started healing from PTSD on Instagram, like people there would people who would like DM and comment and be like, Oh, like you're a woman. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) as if, as if a woman can't be living with PTSD. Um, So it's just like, so it's like, and that's, that just speaks to how like the view and the perception people have about people living with PTSD when in reality, Anyone at any age can go through a traumatic experience and be living with PTSD, even children. So, um, so yeah, and it's like, but even when I was diagnosed with PTSD, because I had that view as well. And I was like, oh, it it was like, in a way, I didn't want to own my diagnosis, partly because of the shame, but partly because I was like, I feel like I can't claim this because it like the core like it's so tightly tied to like combat and war Uh yeah so what can you explain for people that don't know what the difference between big t small t trauma is and ptsd yeah so PTSD, I'll start with that, is a mental health condition that someone can develop after going through a traumatic experience. And a traumatic experience could be anything that's life-threatening or terrifying and affects someone's ability to cope. Um, And again, anyone can experience trauma and go on to develop PTSD, no matter their gender or age or where they live. And some of the symptoms include severe anxiety, nightmares, insomnia, flashbacks, dissociation, low self-esteem, the list goes on. (laughs) And And on and on. Yeah, yeah, the list goes on. But PTSD has like a very specific diagnostic criteria. Um, And then with trauma... A lot of us use the word trauma to describe a traumatic event, and I do too, because it's much quicker than 
to say trauma than saying traumatic event or traumatic experience each time. But more accurately, trauma is our unique individual emotional response to a traumatic event. And that's what makes trauma deeply personal. Two people could go through the same experience and to one person, it may be traumatic and they may struggle with nightmares and flashbacks and the other PTSD symptoms. And another person may be resilient, so it wouldn't be trauma to them. And that doesn't mean that the person who walks away without any trouble coping is quote unquote stronger. It just means that they had a different response. And that's because we're all different people with different fears in different histories. And, you know, trauma compounds, like in my experience, it did. And the higher the dosage of trauma you get, the more likely you are to struggle with trauma and PTSD symptoms. And for some of us, um, like we have our parents' traumatic past encoded within our DNA. And that also affects how we respond to a traumatic experience. Um, The DNA part is so important too, because that starts within the womb. And that's not really talked about a lot. Oh my gosh. And I think learning that really reduced my shame around, I mean, it's kind of sad to learn about, but it also like reduced my shame because I was like, oh, like, you know, I went through these experiences that weren't quote, quote unquote that bad, but, but because of like, you know, how I'm built and because of the, the trauma that my mom went through. I was at a greater risk of developing PTSD and living with anxiety and depression. Um, so not to like shift the healing, not to shift like the responsibility off of myself, but just knowing that is like, it, it, it can reduce your shame. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's almost as you get this layer of acceptance that wasn't there before that you can become at things a little bit more compassionately. That was one of the things that I was studying for my book was really figuring out how trauma was passed down because I couldn't wrap my head around it. I I really struggled with understanding how it was generationally passed on from our ancestors and the patterns and behaviors made sense to me, but the DNA part I just couldn't get with. And so I dug so deep, went down so many rabbit holes. And what I realized was it it, it totally shifted my perspective for my mom because my mom wasn't there. She was, I had a lot of abandonment issues and our relationship to this day is non-existent. It breaks my heart. But I used to be so resentful and so hateful that someone could turn their own child away, especially when I became a mother and I felt that love for my children. I got more bitter and more bitter And as time went on, when I started studying this, I could realize and my entire thought process shifted towards her on this, oh my gosh, like this is why you did this. And I have so much compassion for you just as a human, maybe not as my mom, but as a human that you struggled and you had no tools to be able to heal from that struggle. And so mm-hmm. this was what you thought was best. And when I, when I was able to like understand that and understand how that pattern I can break within my own children and no one else has to endure this, 
changer for me. It was so eye-opening. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is, I mean, that that's an incredible journey that you went on from being like resentful to being compassionate. Like that's, that just speaks to, that speaks volumes of the growth that you've, that you've been through. So um, kudos to you. Yeah. It takes, takes some practice to get there. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So are you doing a launch party or anything like that for your book? What are you doing to celebrate? I'm, I'm taking it kind of easy. Like (laughs) that was the biggest exhale. (laughs) Uh, honestly this and as you probably know from writing a book like this took a huge emotional toll on me like in and I am I share stories that I've never shared with anyone in this book like stuff Mm. that I kept from my therapist so I'm expecting a major vulnerability hangover um I've already like when I submitted my manuscript to my editor I felt like I was I was I was like (laughs) yes I was like oh my gosh I'm done like I was just so that is what I'm already kind of feeling it um but I have a friend who um who I went through a traumatic experience with the one who was drugged and sexually assaulted we're going to get together and just hang out so and I'm like that's what maybe have some champagne um very fun uh, oh overall keeping it low key just trying to take care of myself because um you know I'm still healing and this is like while this is a huge accomplishment um it is a lot to deal with emotionally so I'm just gonna focus on taking care of myself yeah absolutely and I I can totally relate to that I think I took three months off after I released my book because I needed to like just be because it was the scariest thing because I put my my like trauma therapy personal letters in there and I was like oh my god if my if my family ever reads that I don't talk to them but I was like oh this is gonna be bad this is but I started like spiraling afterwards so I totally totally get it yes it gets better okay okay (laughs) great thank you it's a process Mm -hmm. yes oh so okay where can we find the book if someone is right now out there struggling with PTSD as a woman, as a man, all the things, can they reach out to you? And where is that? What does that look like for you? Yeah. So um, you guys can head to my website, which is just my name, madelinepopelka.com. And there I have a subpage that has details on my book where you can order it Amazon Barnes and Noble um like your local bookstore anywhere where books are sold you'll be able to pick it up starting Tuesday September 6th and then you can also keep in touch with me on Instagram at healing from PTSD um yeah I'd love to hear from you and and stay connected there Amazing. Well, thank you so much for one being vulnerable today and sharing your story. I know you're going to help a lot of people just feel heard and be a voice for so many that right now can't use theirs. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Courtney. Yes, we will talk so soon. All right. Bye. 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 
Thank you so much for listening to The Sweetest Little Life today. I hope you walk away feeling inspired, feeling a little bit more lighter, a little bit more free than what you were before you hit that play button. As always, please, sharing is caring. We love to hear your thoughts. We love to get feedback, um, guest recommendations, all the things. And if you're not subscribed, hit that little subscribe button before you leave today. And until next time, we will be hanging out soon.